Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. We're not going to be long tonight. I realize that there's supposed to be a lot of rain coming in. And I know that folks want to be off of the road and, and everything before long. So we're going to be as brief as what we can. We do want to cover what we've tried to study. It's been a few weeks since we've been back here in the book of 2 Corinthians. And we went through a... Uh, the the teaching on the Lord's Supper and the teaching on feet washing and, and everything like that in the past few weeks and and uh, so we're back on track now we're back in Second Corinthians the last time we were here in the ninth chapter we began with verse number one and talked about the bountiful blessings about how that it's blessed how the the blessings of the Lord come to those who give in the manner that they ought to give and we're talking about missions and, and about missions meetings and missions giving and that's what the Lord's talking about here that's what Paul's speaking of this is the scripture these uh, last uh, few chapters that we've gone through here the uh, chapter 8 especially in chapter 9 and uh, even some uh, we'll look at in chapter 10 uh, has everything to do uh, with how that we are to support our missions and how that our missions fund is to be taken care of. Uh, we said uh, when we were looking in, in, in the first few verses of chapter 9, uh, Paul was encouraging the people at Corinth to get their affairs in order, get their offerings in order, because he was sending a delegation of men to come by and to collect it, and as they were going to carry it to the saints that were at Jerusalem. That's what they were going to do. They were going to take this offering. And he told them many, among many different things, he had told them how that, uh, you know, that, that he had uh, he'd bragged on them more or less. He had bragged on the church of Corinth amongst the people of Macedonia. Told them how that the Corinthians would be eager to do this thing. He said, well, I, I pray that you won't uh, make my boasting in vain. Don't let my boasting be vainful uh, towards you because of this. I want you to get it all set in order before we come. Now, we're going to begin to read tonight. Uh, with verse, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to pick back up with verse number 6 and read through the remaining part of the chapter. If you can enable, if you want to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God, won't you do that? Second Corinthians chapter number 9, and we're going to begin to read with verse number 6. Paul said, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he prospered in his prospereth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He that dispersed abroad, he, uh, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and, and, and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which, call, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service is not only, excuse me, I'm sorry, for the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, 
but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, an exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege tonight that we could once again stand. And I pray, Father, you'd give us the unction tonight, give us the words to say, Lord, that heaven would be honored and pleased with. I ask you, dear God, that you will have your way here uh, in this place tonight. God, speak through us the things you'd have said. Forgive me, God, of my failures, of my negligence. God, forgive me of the, the things in my life, God, that's not uh, just like they ought to be when, when it comes to your word. And God, I pray that you'd help me, Lord, to line up with your book. Dear God, not just to be a preacher. I'm not just to be one that says it, but God help me to be one that lives it in every way. Lord God, I pray you would deal in every life tonight, most especially help those, Lord, even tonight that's lost, to see their need of a Savior and trust the Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my failures. Help me, God, where I'm weak, and I'll praise you for it's in Jesus' name I ask it. Amen and amen. Thank you. You can be seated. As I told you, last time we looked at the bountiful blessings, we actually went down through verse 7. I wanted to back up tonight and begin with verse number six in the scripture, and uh, and and look at what. Try to recall some things that we had covered and we talked about uh, the last time we were here. Remember uh, that Paul said to him in verse number six, "But this I say, he which soweth sparingly uh, shall reap also sparingly." Paul had just uh, had just uh, forget just just ended letting us know that God loves a person that gives cheerfully. Bible said that, didn't he say that in verse number 7, the last statement there, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Now, did that mean that God loves that person but does not love someone else? No, it does not. But it means that it, that it pleases God a whole lot when a person gives unto God cheerfully. Now, as we've said before and as we'll, uh, we, we probably were called to remember it, there's been times... Uh, and I, I don't know about you, but there's been times that I have given and it wasn't really cheerful, that I, I wasn't real cheerful about giving. There's been times that I felt like I've given out of necessity because I was supposed to, I was expected to. And I'm going to tell you, according to what we read in the Bible, we're not talking about the tithes and offerings. Those tithes and offerings, friend, well, it is offering, but we're not talking about the tithe. Those tithes are owed. They belong to God already. Uh, the tithe is the Lord's. That's what the Bible said. But now, if, if all that we ever do is give that tithe, we really not ever given. We really not ever give. We really not ever got beyond, got to the place where the, that, you know, God would bless us and help us and give us uh, the, the abundance and even the desires of our heart. Uh, God, as he said here, that Paul said, he which soweth sparingly uh, shall also reap sparingly. Uh, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He which soweth bountifully uh, shall reap also bountifully. Uh, we found that Paul really uh, commonizes, I reckon you'd say, the Scripture in letting us know that. What do you mean? Well, I, I, you, you think about this when you think about a, a, a farmer. Oh, you just think about it. When a farmer wants to plant corn, does he just uh, does he go plant uh, does he go plant 
10 pounds of corn expecting to gain 10 pounds of corn? Is that what he expects to get back? Does he, does he go and, and, and just plan to, to get back the same amount of kernels that he put in the ground? He doesn't, does he? He plants that expecting that to abound into more, to, get, to, to turn into more and to, to get to be more. Remember that Paul said here, he which soweth sparingly, if that farmer is, is cheap on his sowing of the seed, he's going to receive that cheap reward, okay? The, what he gains back in, 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 in reward for his giving or for his sowing is going to be real life. Well, God said it works the same way with our giving unto him. It, it really does. And it always gets quiet right here when you start dealing with stuff like this, but that's okay. Because there's a lot of us that get, our, get ourselves in trouble with the Lord because we fail to do what God simply tells us to do. We fail to, to be obedient. We fail to... To, to give, I, we got to be good stewards. I believe in being good stewards. I believe you got to count the cost. I, I believe all of that. But I do know that God is able to take care of us beyond our human comprehension. He is able to take care of us when we don't understand how. We don't understand how it comes to pass. We don't understand how it's going to work out. But somehow or another, God always comes out on top. Isn't that an amazing thing? Isn't it, isn't it amazing today that, that as you look back in your life and you think back of times that you've been bottom side up, you didn't know which direction you were going to turn. You didn't know how you were going to make it another day. You didn't know how you was going to take another step. And even though your, your faith was dim and your eyesight or your sight was, uh, was really affected in a negative way, uh, that when you get on the other side of that temptation, on the other side of that storm, on the other side of that trial, as you look back into it, you can see that God navigated you the way and he gave you the help and he made you able to get to where you were that, at that time. You see, it's an amazing, and that what happens when the next storm comes, our faith is diminished again. Our faith, what in the world are we going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, why don't you just trust God? He's proven. His track record is perfect. <laughs> His track record in the past, it's, to, it's totally perfect. There's no flaws. There's no blemishes. His track record is perfect. We can trust him. You see, one may ask, and, well, preacher, if I give to the point that you're talking about giving, how will I be taken care of? And that's a, that's a reasonable question. Does God say I would be taken care of? If I give, will I not lack? Well, I'll be honest with you. Can I give you an honest, honest answer to that honest question? That all depends upon the matter, on the condition of your heart. That's what that depends upon. That, that, that depends on how you give it. Listen, he said in verse number 7, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. Y'all hear that now. As he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Now, but now listen to this. Not grudgingly, or of necessity. You're not, you're not to give it grudgingly. Oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. 
And God help us, we've all been there at one time or another. We've all been there thinking about how much I got. You don't know how I, what I could do with this money that you, you told me I got to give. Well, you can bank on this. Your heart ain't right when you're doing it that way. Somebody said the most jubilous time in church services ought to be when you're passing the plate. I mean, that ought to be the most glorious time in the, in the service. Boy, when, 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 when they take the plate around and God lets us give unto him. It, it, that, ought to be a, that ought to be a jubilee. A preacher, I ain't never, if you've never come to that place before, if you've never reached that place, that lets us know we've got an area to work on in our life. That we've got an area. I remember when we first started Faith Promise Missions here. I, I, I remember it very well. And when I was already given so many percent of my income, and, uh, and, and uh, I mean, I, I honestly, Brother Philip, I didn't understand everything. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand everything at all, and there I was wondering how in the world am I going to do it? And and I'd prayed and asked the Lord to give me a number. And I don't know if I listened too good or not. I'll just be honest with you. I I, I think maybe I put more input on it that year than what God had in it. And and uh, and but as my faith increased over the years, this past year when we had had missions conference and God. We begin to pray about my faith promise. I, I, I begin to say, you know what? I'm not worried. It's a privilege and it's an honor when you look at all these plaques hanging on the wall, and we've got two more right now that's not hanging up because we just took two more on, two more missionaries. And, and you look at the very faithful few that are here tonight. Uh, the majority of us are the ones that, that carry the load. And I, I say that it's not us, it's God that totes the load. Somehow or another, uh, He makes it work. Somehow or another, we've always got enough. Somehow or another, we've always. Uh, I I don't reckon Brother Will has ever been a missionary for, that didn't get the check that was it. Uh, God's always had it here, and we've always had it again. We've always had that excess somehow or other. I asked him this. I asked Brother Will this other day. I said, Brother Will, uh, how, how, does the, how does the missions treasure look? He said, Preacher, I don't know how, but somehow or another we stay between eight and $10,000. I don't know how. I don't either. But I've watched God. Take care of his people. So you ask the question, can he, can he take care of me? How then will, will God take care of me? If given with the right motive, I'll say that I'm going to go on a limb, okay? If you give with the right motive and the right condition and the right spiritual condition, I'm going to tell you that God's going to take care of you. I'm going to tell you that for sure. He's going to take care of you. Look at verse number 8. Look in verse number 8. Get your little color and pencil out and look at this. And God is able to make all grace <laughs> abound towards you. What about that? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Oh, isn't that an amazing thing? I didn't come up with that. God did. This ain't no secret place in the Bible, brother. It's there in the open. It's there for you and me and for all of us to understand. 
Paul's trying to help us understand, boy, if we'll just give in the right manner of the right spirit and the right heart, God's going to take care of you. Listen, I'll tell you what, as we've already stated and we've already told this a time or two, if you look back through history at men that have dedicated their life and decided they were going to give unto God and they would give sacrificially, it seemed like God would build them up and God would lift them up and God would help them. They said J.C. Penney wound up giving 90% of his income and yet he died a multi-billionaire. Well, how does that happen? If he gave 90% of everything he made, it's just God. It's just God. God is able. You see, so I'm just going to tell you tonight, the little subtitle I got at the head of my paper here, it says that God is no man's debtor. What do you mean by that, preacher? I mean God ain't going to owe you one thing. Amen. God ain't going to, you ain't going to out give him. You're not going to give to the place where the, that, 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 that he owes you. I'm telling you that. You're not going to out give him. He said, as it is written, he that dispersed abroad, he, he hath, I'm sorry, as it is written, let me put my glasses back on. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad. Well, ain't that something special? There's a scriptural fact right there. We've seen in verse 8 there was a simple fact. What was that? Well, if you, if you, if you sow uh, uh, bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. If you like and you sow, and you're going to like and you're reaping. All right, that's a simple fact. We see in verses 7 and, uh, seven and 8 right there, we see a spiritual fact. What is that? God loves a cheerful giver. What he said, there's a spiritual fact. And when we see in verse number 9, there's a scriptural fact. What is that? As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad. He's, he's dispersed it everywhere. Where at, Brother Philip? Well, he said right here, listen, y'all. He said he hath given to the poor. Hmm. His righteousness remaineth forever. When we begin to give sacrificially, God can make us abound and have everything that we need. I can't help but go here when I get to this place, and I know it's a, it seems repetitious, but I can't help to, but, but to go to Zarephath. And I can't help but to go to, to God telling, the, telling, uh, telling the, uh, Elijah to go, to go ye to Zarephath and and there I have commanded a widow woman to take, to, to take care of you. Go to Zarephath because I have told this widow woman. When, when the preacher got to Zarephath to where the widow woman was, he found out she didn't have nothing. But better Elijah than me, I'm just going to tell you, okay? When he got down there, he, found, he said, go make me a cake of bread. She said, sir, all I've got is just a little bit of meal. I'm going to make me one more cake of bread for me and my son. We're going to eat it and we're going to die. The preacher said, you go and do as I've told, as I've said. Let's just see what God says. Isn't it an amazing fact that when she made that for him, give it to him when she went back to the bucket 
to the meal bucket, there was still meal in there. Now, I, I'm not saying, I don't believe, I don't believe that she ever went there and that meal bucket was running over. I don't ever believe it was running over. But every time she went back in there, and I don't know, I, I can go back to the scripture and probably find out how long that she was there. But every time she went back to that bucket and she reached in there, there was enough. There was a sufficient amount. She'd done it again this day. Each day she probably thought, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And then she went back tomorrow and there was enough. She gathered it up and she went back again. She made it, made the, the, the meal into cake, bread, give it to the preacher, give it to her son. She ate of it and I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. She went back tomorrow, looked down in there and there was enough in there tomorrow. And she gathered it up, went in the kitchen and made it all up and bread, fixed it. And, uh, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. She went back tomorrow and there's enough in there today. I believe it didn't take her very long though that she said, I'll be back tomorrow and get my next little bit here because God's proved to me that he'll provide for me and that he'll take care of me. And all I'm doing is just being obedient. God told me to take care of the man of God and I believe I'm going to take care of him. Amen. All I got to do. <laughs> well, Elijah said there, uh, you know, he just said, uh, Lord, I can imagine Elijah saying, Lord, now you told me that you commanded that widow woman to take care of me. You didn't tell me she didn't have nothing to take care of me with. You see, all he did was command her to take care God was going to take care of her. She was taking care of him, and God was going to take care of her so she could take care of him. Oh, it's so, it's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's just simple faith. It's just simple faith. I'm going to give. I'm going to do what God said do. I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to steal from God. I'm not going to give it begrudgingly. i tell you what I'm going to do, that I'm just going to give it. It's been God's proven that he's dispersed it abroad. He's given to the poor. The righteousness of God remains forever. Look at verse number 10. Now, now he that ministers seed to the sower. Woo, who gives the sower the seed? He that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Ain't that an amazing thing right there? You see, it's, what, is he, what is Paul saying, Brother Mike? Paul's telling, he said, hey, Corinth, it's all God. God's the one that's give you, oh, I work a job or I got a good education I done this and I got money here and there. I don't care what you got and how you think you got it. You ain't got it, but unless God said you could have it, unless God smiled upon you, that's the only reason you've got what you got. And if you start a, a, a hoarding from him, I tell you what you ought to do. You ought to want to give. You say, preacher, I need a good investment. I, what kind of good? I tell you, there ain't no better investment than the work of God. I can tell you that right now. No better investment. God's been faithful for me for 38 years. I've been a preaching. And God's been faithful to me all the way. There's been times that I'd get $3 in a week. I'm telling you the truth. You say, I don't believe. I'm telling you, it don't make me no difference whether you believe it or not. She's sitting right there and she'll tell you. 
Didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know how I was going to make it. Didn't know how I was going to buy baby diapers. Somehow or another, they didn't go naked. We had food to eat. I remember when I got convicted first, I was just about 16 years old. My preacher preached, and he preached, I, I, he preached on robbing God. Robbing God. I, done, I, I remember that, and boy, I'm going to tell you, that really stirred my heart. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? And God, you, I'm, I'm going to give. I'm gonna, I, I don't want to rob you. I don't want to steal from you. Me and Angela got married. She didn't know anything about tithing. I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but landmark people didn't have to tithe. You just robbed God all the time, okay? I'm not trying to be ugly and mean. I'm just telling you the truth. They didn't believe in tithing. They didn't, didn't teach tithing. It was all free. They took, what, they took this thing. We've been going over in chapter 8, 9, and 10. They, they took it and talked about that's how you give. You just purpose in your heart. Most of them didn't purpose over a dollar. I'm telling you, like, Brother Dean, I ain't tell it right now. Didn't tell, didn't, they didn't purpose a whole lot. They didn't think. And they'd wonder why in, the, why in the world they couldn't pay their light bill and their church house rotting down. Old time, they're robbing God. I remember, I remember coming teaching her, me and her, right over here in Derby Place Community, right over here. We were living over there when I was pastoring her first. I remember sitting down with her at the table and said, this is what God said now. And this, we didn't, you talking about poor church, the poorest church house rats. Boy, we didn't have nothing. We didn't know no better. We sat down, and God, he'd give us $32 at church that week. You know what we did? $3.20 had come out. We might even round it up to $4. We'd give to the Lord. I remember one time we got in a bind. Car tore up. Car tore up, and uh, we had to have a part. And I was working, driving slams of Gulfport, too, making 600. Y'all think it wasn't the devil? Listen to this. I'm making $666 a month before taxes. Okay? Don't y'all complain to me about how about how, uh, about how, th how tough things are. I guarantee you I know, how t I know what tough is. Making $666 a month, drive to Gulfport every day to work for the State Highway Department. And uh, car tore up. I didn't know how in the world I was going to fix it. I didn't know how in the world. Old boy told me, Miss Mabel's brother was working on it, one of her brothers. He called me, said, Preacher, it's going to cost this much here. And I didn't have it. I don't know. It may not have been the way it went. I think the car tore up after the fact. We got in a little tight. That's what it was. We got in a little tight, and we went and borrowed from the Lord's money, you know. It ain't quite Sunday yet, so we went in there and took 20 or 30 or $40 out of the Lord's money, and we, uh, we had to have it. And then the car tore up. <laughs> and you know what it cost me to get it fixed? Just exactly what I'd stole from the Lord, plus a little. You say, preacher, what are you getting at here? I'm just telling you that 
that you can't outgive him. But you better get to it. If I could encourage you, you young folk, listen to me. You listen to this old gray-haired preacher right now. I've, I've, been, I've been where you're at. You say, preacher, I don't make no money. Well, I tell you what, when you do, you better purpose in your heart to give to God. You give First of all, that, that tent, that tithe, this his already. If you don't give it, you're stealing from it. That's what he said in Malachi. How shall a man rob God? You rob me in your tithes and your offerings. That's how you rob him. That's what he said. He didn't just say tithes there, though, did he? Oh, man. He said, you're robbing me in your tithes and your offerings. A lot of us get stuck at 10%. We think that's all we're supposed to do. God said there's some offering. That's why we have a camp meeting offering. That's why we have a, a mission offering on Sunday nights. That don't come out of your tithes. Don't, I mean, I, I don't. It's, I, I know people, I know some of you may not agree with me on that, but God said tithes and offerings. Didn't he say that's how you rob him? He must have intended for somebody, some offerings to be given. Look at verse 10, or verse 11, I'm sorry. He just said in verse number 10 that now he that ministereth seed to the sower both ministereth bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. What's, what are you saying? You say, you know, you see people that get so excited about giving and that enjoy giving and, and they, they, they don't give begrudgingly. And what, well, how come that comes about? Because they've been enriched. They, they, they've proven. God's proven to them. If you'll just give, I'll take care of you. That's what he said. Being enriched in everything to all, to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. And then he goes on down in verse number 13. And listen to what he said. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ. Listen. In other words, what Paul's saying, he said, this, this, if you want to be, just try it. Just try it. There's some folks that just ain't sold out on it. But I tell you what you do, you just give it the right way and try it. Just try God for a minute. Just give it and, and see what God does. Just give it and see what God does. I, I mentioned this Sunday morning, and, and, and I, I, listen, I ain't never seen God do things so fast as what I watched that Friday night at that little knife auction. Uh, that uh, the little eleven-year-old boy taught me such a lesson right there. Joe, you was there. I mean, it, he taught. There's a bunch of us preachers in there. Brother Scotty, myself, uh, uh, Brother John Mills. I mean, Brother Bill Cameron. They all in there in that little knife. I'm telling you, Brother Philip. And there was all of us a squalling and crying, acting like a bunch of snotty-nosed babies, but because of what eleven-year-old boy just taught us. Brother Mark, Seth, Brother Joe. Brother Will, let me, old boy, just give his prized possession because God spoke to his heart and told him to give it. God took what he gave, used the fruits of it to increase. <laughs> I, I can tell you about 
probably 400 times or 200 times what it's worth, what it was worth. When it was done, God gave it back to him and then gave him about 15 or 20 more. What are you saying, preacher? Because he was obedient and wanted. In his heart, he wanted to give. He told me, Papa, I'm going to give this. I said, no. Put that in your pocket, son. Brother Gary gave that to you. Put that in your pocket. I, he was disappointed when I told him that, and he stuck it back there. About three or four minutes later, I looked over at him, and tears running down his face, he said, Papa, i got to give this. I said, okay. Oh, I like to mess him up. How many times do we mess ourselves up? We mess ourselves up by being greedy, by not doing what God told us to do. We mess ourselves up by stealing from the Lord. We mess ourselves up by not being willing. I can tell you what happened to me that night. God taught this old gray-haired fella a, a, a lesson. Taught me a lesson. Brother Gary is on the on the internet comment, he's a shout, blessing the Lord, praising him. I talked to him yesterday. He said that's kind of that that little experiment right there. That it's coming to a mission message near you. That's what he said. You see, I'm just telling y'all folks tonight that, that 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 when we give to God, it doesn't go unnoticed. God's not, you, God, God's not going to be he, He's not going to be in debt to you. I can promise you that. Verses 13, verses 14 and 15, listen to this. And by their prayers for you, which long after after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. First of all, there he is. He's talking, he's talking about how them folks have prayed for him. But he said in verse 15, I, I, I'm going to tell you all something. Uh, this verse 15 blows my mind. Listen to what he said. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable now, we've just went through two chapters of hard teaching on giving. And he's going to end up with verse number 15. He said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I've heard preachers preach that and say, that's Jesus. It's not. Jesus is not unspeakable. But the spirit of giving and the spirit to give is the gift that's unspeakable. You can talk about all you want to, but you've not done nothing until you've practiced it. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Having a desire to give. Having a desire to bless somebody else. 
I've often told my Angela knows my mama. She was, she was. Uh, I'll be very careful about how I say this because, but she was one of the richest poor people I ever knew. I'm serious. I, I think Mama's here tonight, and I didn't know Mama was going to be here, but. But I think, I think my mom brought home time from her disability check because she got disabled with COPD. And, and, and I think she brought home about $380-something a month, I think is what it was. Before she'd done anything. Before she'd done anything, she done took God's route. And she wrote that check for a tithe. I remember sitting down there and I could read, I can still see her old handwriting. She'd write that check out to the Lord. That's God, she'd tell me. Son, that's God's money here. He'd give this to me. Say, this is his. And then she'd give to everybody else. She enjoyed it. Oh, I'm talking. I know it was in, in the 80s and 90s. And she died in 96. But, but I, I know that, that it was in the 90s and things were. But I'm, I ain't never seen 300 and something dollars go so far in all my life. She'd buy for everybody. She'd do as much as she 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 loved it. She would she I'm talking about they wouldn't you she just couldn't do enough. And she went she never did run out. She was just like that old widow woman that kept going back to the barrel. It was always there. Mama that mama would spend all her money, Mama had some. I'm telling you the truth. Listen, you just can't. God ain't going to allow you to be owed anything from him. He'll not be indebted to you. You just trust him for you. Now, if you're robbing him, it's going to cost you. With interest, that's right. If you're robbing him, it's going to cost you. Because the Bible said the tithe is what? It's the Lord's. The tithe is the Lord's. It's his already. When you spend it, you've stolen something. It's already his. And then go beyond that. Give him by faith. Watch what God can do. I don't know about y'all. I love these scriptures. I, I love just, I, I love this because it just increases and helps me. Boy, it helps me so much to know that God's not going to let me down. And he hasn't. Because I look back on my life. God's never failed me. Never failed me. Any question or comment on what we've went over this evening?